Hello, everybody, and welcome to literally a podcast where we talk about books, what's going on in the world nowadays, and everything in between. Today, we'll start by discussing anti-Asian hate crimes that were committed recently, with special attention to the racially motivated shooting in Georgia. But the main purpose of the episode is some more book recommendations of books by black authors. Uh, because this is what I had originally planned for the episode to celebrate Black History Month. Um, Obviously, this episode is a bit late, but since it coincided with these events, um, there was no way I could go without mentioning them. So yeah, as we have mentioned before, there has been a rise in anti-Asian hate crimes throughout the world. But in the U.S., we have seen some more extreme cases of violence, like the shooting of six Asian women in Atlanta last week. Like most racial issues, this is not an isolated case. It's not an isolated incident. It has been happening and will continue to happen if we don't do something about it. If we don't put an end to the anti-Asian rhetoric, if we don't educate ourselves on the history of Asian Americans and the roots of stereotypes about Asian women, if we continue calling racially motivated crimes anything but what they are. So if you see someone in your community being harassed, try to help them and maybe go up to them and act like you know them to distract the abuser or call for help if you see that the issue is escalating and donate and volunteer to anti-AAPI organizations in your community, community, write to your reps, and just check in with your Asian friends or or neighbors, and just, you know, try to be there for them in any way that you can. And as always, you can find more information at Literally's page. Um, so check in there for any uh, information you may need for places to donate and volunteer. Um, so yeah, the next episode is going to be all about Asian books. Uh, books with Asian main characters by Asian authors. Um, and from, from all parts of, Asian, of the Asian community, because usually it is referred to as just... Asian, but there are West Asians and East Asians and South Asians. So we, I'm going to try to be as inclusive as possible and try to include books from authors of that that come from different backgrounds. So yeah, uh, look forward to that. And for today, we're going to continue with the agenda and talk about some 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 really great books by black authors to um celebrate black history month but hey i mean it, it was in february but you gotta always be reading by black authors and asian authors and authors with disabilities and all of that so um yeah let's let's just get on with it By the way, if I sound, if my voice sound 
sounds weird that's because i've been a little bit sick um <laughs> i hope it's it's not very annoying to you guys but yeah i just i was like trying to push filming the episode i mean recording the episode because i was I, I really didn't want you guys to hear me sounding like this but then i was like you know we just gotta do this because if we keep pushing it there's there's always new things to discuss and i couldn't possibly fit everything in one episode so i just decided to go for it okay anyway book one the stars and the black was blackness between them by janetta petters um so this book follows two black girls one of them it's called Audrey, and she's from Trinidad, but because of something that happens in the beginning of the story, she's forced to move with her dad in the U.S., where she meets Mabel, who is um, dealing with her own stuff, and they form a connection, become friends, and maybe more than friends? yeah so it was it was a really beautiful story it was my perfect book to be honest um at first i didn't know what i was gonna read it but then i realized oh man this has to be five stars that's what i told myself um it was really it was a quiet story and the writing is not extravagant but it was still so beautiful i don't know it just it felt like magic you know it felt like a quiet spell like i don't know like a song like a lullaby and it was just such a great coming of age story full of love and community and friendship and i just cannot recommend it enough it was five stars for me it was really really great I don't know, it's just, if you need a, a cool coming-of-age story about two black girls falling in love, then this is the book for you. <laughs> okay, the second one is Black Girl Unlimited, and this one is uh, by Echo Brown, and it's a heavily autobiographical magical realism infused YA book it's hard to describe this one and um I don't know it showcases Echo Brown's experiences growing up with things like school and love and life but also explores darker themes like addiction depression sexual assault etc I mean definitely look up the trigger warnings for these guys um but yeah um, we follow Echo up until she goes to college, and all throughout the novel, there's this plot line about her being a wizard, and her mom being a wizard as well, and how they see things and travel between worlds, which is just an extra element used to amplify the main story. Um, so definitely don't go into this thinking it's fantasy, because it's really not. It's contemporary fiction mixed with some fabulous elements. Um, but it's it's really nice, actually. And if it sounds like your thing, then uh, definitely pick it up. Because it was really nice. Yeah, it was really good. 
the next book is Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. She's a queen. She's amazing. I don't... I don't know what else to say. I mean, what a great collection of essays. Um, I don't know. I love this one very much. Um, and after her memoir that I read last year, I knew I had to read more of her work. And... I don't know, I think you should too, man. This one is a collection of feminist feminist essays, but it's like, it's not your average essay collection, if that makes sense. Because some of the, some of the essays are like, part book, movie, media reviews, um, and some are part personal experiences. It's a whole blend of things. It's really cool, and I personally really enjoyed her writing, so, like, I just, I don't know, I just really like her writing, and I think, I, th- I I'm, I'm encouraging you <laughs> to give it a go as well, because I think people are really going to, going to enjoy her writing, because it's, it's really easy to get to, and, and yeah, it's a really great starting point if you're trying to get started, on nonfiction, so I would really recommend Ms. Roxane Gay's work, uh, especially Bad Feminist. Okay, this next one is called All Boys Are in Blue, and is by George M. Johnson. It's a memoir where Johnson talks about his experience with being young and queer in America. Um, and this one's an actual memoir. It's not like Echo Brown's book, which was fiction based on her life this is an actual memoir um and yeah it takes it takes us through his childhood and teen years through series of personal essays and deals again with a whole lot of topics everything from gender identity to brotherhood and family um and yeah this one's a very heartfelt and very lovely book and uh i recommend you guys pick it up you Should See Me in a Crown is a book by Leah Johnson. And oh my god, guys, this book I don't I don't even know. This was this was so cute. It was so sweet. It was just I lovely. I have no words. This is the definition of I don't know of happy, sweet, uh, the definition of black joy. I mean our main character uh, does face problems and setbacks, but this is an overall very, very happy book. And I just loved it so much. It's about this girl, Liz Lightly, that's her name, um, who is very smart, works very hard, and she wants to get into this one college. But to do that, she needs a scholarship. And it just so happens, and so, like, she applies to the school, but they can't, like, afford to take her with a scholarship, so, like, she has to find another way to afford the college. Um, and it just so happens that her school offers scholarships to the girl who wins prom queen, so she enters the competition to become prom queen, and shenanigans ensue. <laughs> um, at a cute new girl our main character might be falling for into the mix 
and you get um the sweetest book i might have read this year <laughs> so yeah if you need a pick me up definitely pick this up see what i did there that was very dumb but um you know i love a good dumb joke or a pun <laughs> Next up, we have Dear Martin. Oh my god, what is wrong with my I already told you what's wrong with my voice. <laughs> but, okay. Um, okay, next book is called Dear Martin by Nick Stone. And I'm not gonna go into too much detail about this. Because you've probably heard of this one. It's basically a book about this guy called Justice. Living his life as a teen... In a predominantly white school, he has perfect grades, does everything right, but he still ends up in a situation with um, the police. Things go wrong, and yeah, basically we we move on from that from there. Um, but basically, the story revolves around him writing letters to Dr. Martin Luther King. To sort out his thoughts. Hence the title. Dear Martin. Um, definitely not the easiest book to read. Um, but you know. It, it was really still amazing. And empowering. And important. Um, so uh, I, I really recommend it. Next up we have. My Sister the Serial Killer. By... Ojika Braithwaite. It's about a girl who lives in Lagos and well, um, her sister is a serial killer, <laughs> as you might have guessed from the title. It's an odd little story, but I don't know, I just I just found it so captivating and interesting. And it's also super short, so if you need a quick uh thriller-esque read, uh you should definitely pick this one up. Um, next up we have Hood Feminism, Knots from the Women that, that a Movement Forgot by Mickey Kendall, which is another collection of essays with a fresh perspective on feminism and what we should consider feminist issues. The author makes a point that when people think of feminism, it's usually white feminism they, they are thinking about. And, uh... This type of feminism excludes a lot of women and a lot of issues that are important to them. And also that issues like food insecurity, poverty, etc. that don't look like feminism issues at glance because uh, most white middle class feminists don't deal with them. They actually are. And they actually affect a huge part of the population of women worldwide. So um, it's very important that those discussions are also held. And how important it is to have women from different backgrounds be part of the conversation. Um, and just it just really widens the scope of what it, what it means to be a feminist. And... Um, and it takes an intersectional approach to feminism, which I really enjoyed. And it was definitely very eye-opening. And I felt like I really learned a lot from this. Um, 
so please please check it out it was really really good and it like definitely can open you uh open your eyes to a lot of issues that you probably didn't think of before so yeah definitely pick this one up okay the next one is called the city we became by nk jemison which if you've been here for a while you've heard me mention this author before if you're a fantasy stan you've probably read her book series the broken earth trilogy which i still have yet to finish the first books the first book was amazing though so definitely recommend that one but this one is for all of you or uh, um, for all of you urban fantasy stands out there and let me tell you guys it was so cool it is set in this world which um was well, just like our own but the city the cities um we live in kind of i don't know manifest themselves in human forms and those are kind of like the protectors of the cities against corruption i don't know if i'm making any sense i feel like just go into the books not knowing much and you'll like you'll get it but like i'm not being like i'm not explaining it very well um but like let me try so like um like cities manifest themselves as human beings and so like a human being can be uh, the personification of a certain city and also there are things like pollution or gentrification that can corrupt and damage a city and that corruption also manifests itself in the form of a tangible human or like a tangible human-like being and the story said in new york and so we follow the manifestations of the main boroughs uh you know manhattan brooklyn what have you who are coming to terms with their powers and I'm, and they're like coming together to defeat this new threat the city's facing and it's super diverse cast with such a cool world and magic system it's really action-packed and the whole time i was reading i was i was like man this has to be turned into a movie because <laughs> it was really it was really action-packed like i could picture everything so vividly and i thought this was this could be so so cool as a movie too so i really hope they do that um when they adapt it adapt it in the future um but until then you can enjoy the book because it was really really good so yeah definitely give it a go if you're into fantasy next up we have grown by tiffany d jackson uh which is a story of a toxic abusive relationship between a teenage girl who wants to make it in the music industry and a musician in his late 20s who tries to take advantage of her um it's not pretty it's not cool um it's not an easy book to get through but unfortunately it's something that happens and it happens a lot in the music industry especially so i think it's important to read 
and and to learn about that because it's not something that happens in music industry only taking advantage of children is something that happens everywhere it can happen to anyone so i'm i'm really glad that there are narratives like this out there to warn people of such abuse power and position and yeah um just having voices like this be heard i think it's really empowering i think it's really important to to read these kind of narratives and it was a it was a really well written book and i really i really i mean it was it was hard to read so i wouldn't say i enjoyed it but i did enjoy it because it was a well-written book it was a, a well-crafted story if you know what i mean um but yeah the next book is definitely a happier one <laughs> it's called take a hint danny brown well actually um i'm not sure if i mentioned talia hibbert's other book in the in the previous episode where we talked about books by black by black authors um you know what i think i didn't so basically it's um take him danny brown and get a life chloe brown our books in the brown sisters trilogy um and oh my god guys they are so lovely these are adult romances and they each follow one of the brown sisters which they are they are three sisters um that are you know navigating life and fighting love and the first one get a life chloe brown is enemies to lovers well kind of um, but yeah, and this one, Take a Hint Danny Brown, is fake dating. The third book just came out, like, a couple of weeks ago, and I really cannot wait to pick it up. But I, I'm not sure what that one revolves around, like, what trope it is. But it's, uh, it talks about the third brown sister and her lo love life. So, but yeah, I'm just, I'm... I have been really pleased with Talia Hibbert's other books, so I know this one's going to be great as well. So, yeah, I cannot wait to pick it up, and I I think you should too. <laughs> okay, next up we have Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. Um, this one <laughs> is a weird book. It's about a college where they... Um, they, they, they do weird things, but they are, those weird things are never talked about. <laughs> um, I'm doing such a poor job of explaining this book. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. So, it's, it's kind of dark academia, like, with mystery and weird sci-fi stuff. Um, yeah, so, like, people go to the school like, it's this college, this university, say, um, you know, it's just a, a, a private four-year university, like any, well, not like any other, but, um, people go there, and they receive this education, um, but the thing is, like, people know that the weird, it is assumed that weird things happen in the school, but after, 
these people graduate, they never mention their education and they never mention what actually happens within Catherine House. So everybody's like, okay, but like what actually happens there? And we get to see that because the main character just gets, just got admitted into Catherine House and we follow her journey there. Um, so yeah, if you're not into weird books, I don't know if you're gonna enjoy this. I personally was hoping for something more from the ending, but it was still pretty cool. Um, and I, I really, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, but if it's not really your style, maybe hold off on this one. But if it is, then give it a go. I hope you really enjoy it. <laughs> okay, next up we have Patsy by Nicole Y. Dennis Ben. And this one is the story of Patsy, a Jamaican girl who longs for the American dream. She wishes to go there to, she wishes to go to America to create a better life for herself and her daughter. But she also wishes to see her childhood friend, Cicely. And so she manages to go to America. And, but to do this, she has to leave her daughter behind. And this story about Patsy finding herself, but also about her daughter becoming her own person while her mom is away. But it's, I mean, it's it's mostly a story about Patsy choosing herself above all else. And sometimes you don't agree with it, and you can see the consequences of her actions. But it's it's really a journey that they go through, and that we get to go through with them. And it's a really interesting journey. Um, the book itself can be, the pacing is a bit slow, but I think it's, I think it's really worth a read. Next up, we have The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, which is a story about two sisters who are also twins, and they are living in this town in the segregated South in the 60s, where, um, everyone is obsessed with whiteness, and they both run away at a young age, at um, 16, and they um, end up choosing really different paths in life. Um, so one of them tries to pass as white, and the other, uh, quote-unquote, marries the darkest men she could find. Um, and yeah, they have, they like to live very different lives, but their paths end up intersecting again. And not just theirs, but they have daughters, and their daughters' paths, uh, they they daughters cross paths as well. So this is an intergenerational story that is like very rich in family dynamics and talks about how decisions can shape our future. And it's really great, and it's really thought provoking, and like it discusses stuff beyond race um and beyond just family dynamics and i just feel like it's a really really well done book um that you should 
read that everyone should, should uh, read. So I hope you pick this one up. Next up, we have Transcendent Kingdom by Yaa Jessie, who is also the author of Homegoing, so maybe you know her from that book. Um, so, Transcendent Kingdom was really, really interesting. And, well, first off, I really, really enjoyed it. I, like, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I, well, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. Because sometimes, like, usually I will just, like, go into books without knowing much about them. So, in this case, I also didn't really have that much information. Um, but it's basically about this PhD candidate in uh, Stanford's School of Medicine. And she's studying reward-seeking behavior. And um, the neural circuits of depression and addiction and part of that is because her brother suffered um with addiction and died of a heroin overdose when he was young um and because of her mother who is also suffering from depression um so like she's trying to find answers to these problems and like questions she has about these issues through science um but her beliefs and like the belief system she was raised in also kind of interferes with that and we see her thought process and her relationship with uh religion and science and how they intersect and so and just there are very interesting discussions about that so if you're into that like you're probably really gonna really gonna enjoy this book there's a lot of introspection and a lot of um seeing gifty's thought process uh that's the name of the main character gifty that's what she's called um but yeah it was really 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 interesting i really enjoyed it i think and i really want to reread it soon um i think i gave it a 4.5 or something but like i feel like upon a reread it might even jump into a five it, it was really really good i don't know i was i was really pleasantly surprised by this one and i really really recommend it to you guys hope uh you check it out and enjoyed it enjoyed it as much as i did and the next book um and the last book i think we're going to talk about today is called the death of Vivek Ochi by Ekwake Emezi. Um, and uh, let me tell you, this book broke my heart. Um, it was really, really touching, really sad. I, I don't know, it was really, it was a really beautiful story as well. I, it was the perfect kind of writing for me. It was that quiet, slow kind of story, but it was really, it was also really interesting, and it was also really short, um, and it packed such a huge punch in so few pages. It was only like 250 pages, I think, but it was 
crafted really well and just like the structure of the novel was really interesting because since the very beginning you know what the outcome is going to be what the end is going to be i mean it literally says it, it literally says it in the title it says the death of vivekoji so you know vivekoji the main character is going to die but you don't know why you don't know how so like the author does a really good job of keeping you engaged in the revealing uh vivekoji's story layer by layer by layer and you get to know vivek and the group of people that he that okay the last book we're going to talk about is called the death of vivek og by kwake mezi um and this is a book <laughs> that broke my heart it was it it was really it was really sad but it was also such a beautiful story guys um the writing was amazing i cannot describe how much i love this book it was so beautiful it was the perfect kind of writing for me it was really the book is like it's not it's not slow but it's 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 a soft story it's it's a quiet story and i really appreciate um those kinds of narratives because i feel like i don't see them enough or maybe I'm not reading the right books, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so it's set in Nigeria. And basically, um, the structure of the book is really interesting because you know from the very beginning what's going to happen. And, I mean, the title basically tells you, um, it's called The Death of Vivek Oji for a reason. Because you know that... Vivekoji, the main character, is going to die. But what you don't know is how or why or when. And um, and the author does a great job of explaining things to you throughout the novel. And just like uh, they manage to keep things interesting. Um, even though you know the ending already. And it was really... I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'd say just go into it without knowing much. It's a story about Vivek and the group of friends that shared, which shared similar, similar, uh, problems with, um, problems of identity and gender expression and all of that stuff, um, and not being understood by their families, and all of that, and it was just, it was just really beautiful, it was just a really beautiful, heartbreaking story, and I really want everybody to read it, I, I don't know, I don't even know what to say, it was, it was just the perfect book. And I really want everybody to pick it up and enjoy it as much as I did. It was just 
wow <laughs> I, i'm not even making sense at this point but it was really it was really it was a beautiful book it was really touching definitely look up trigger warnings um but yeah i really hope you're gonna enjoy this one as well um and i am really thankful that you chose to spend this time with me here talking about books and i hope that you found something you would like to read and that you enjoy that and i hope you will tune in for the next episode which i don't know when that is going to come out but i'm hoping it's going to be sooner rather than than later but i'm just i'm just really glad that i'm starting to post more consistently it's not as consistently as i would like but it's still progress and stuff has been stuff has been messy and chaotic here um but it it's never not like that so um you know i'm just i'm just uh making the best out of it and i'm having a lot of fun talking about books with you guys so yeah i'm gonna continue to do that and yeah i i guess that was it for me um and i will see you soon <laughs>